it. They're bunched up in the end zone. It's tipped up. It's caught. It is caught. Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings. Watson gets the pick. Durant switches out on him. He fires over the top of him. Out front goes. Watson over Durant. Tennessee leads at 88-87. The national champion is clad in the orange. Section YY8 basketball podcast coming to you, Gavin. Um, we recorded a football podcast. Now it's time to record basketball. And it's been a while since you and I have been together to do a basketball podcast and really talk about basketball. Um, but mm-hmm. there's been a lot going on within Tennessee basketball since you and I were last together. So we thought, let's just do our – let's give basketball its own podcast this week. We talked about football in the other podcast. Hope everybody listened to that. So you're getting two podcasts for one this week. That's right. And uh, the other podcast was solely about the bowl game, the Music City Bowl, Nashville Screwjob, and college football, and a little bit of trashing of playing surfaces. This is mm-hmm. all about basketball, so no football talk. Um, but Tennessee's had a lot go on the last – two or three weeks since we've been together. So uh, what do you say we dive right into it and talk some baller balls stuff as Gavin has a cat right next to him. It's tail right in his, in the face. (laughs) There it is again. I'll pay you 20 bucks. If you grab that thing by the tail and just throw (laughs) (laughs) He ate it. Gavin ate his tail. Wow. Unbelievable. Who would have thunk it? It looks like a good cat. Mm. What's its name? Lulu. Lulu. Mm-hmm. We have a cat at my parents' house named Jack. Yeah. I'll let you figure out what the Jack, why he was named that. My um, sister named uh, this cat. So Gotcha. Lulu. Mm-hmm. I'll roll with it. Um, Tennessee basketball. Speaking of cats, Gavin. <laughs> Matt Jones, send me your tears. Yeah. Tennessee took down the Arizona Wildcats. Oh, um, I was talking about the other cats. Oh, oh, oh! Don't worry. Those those Wildcats are going to get plenty of talk here in just a minute. Um, Tennessee takes down the number six rated Arizona Wildcats back on December twenty second, seventy seven, seventy three. Raucous Thompson Bowling Arena atmosphere. Mm-hmm. What you got? What do you think? Uh, weird strategy on Arizona's part. They kind of let Chandler just shoot his way out of a game. Um, I didn't think that was going to be a strategy that would work, but it kind of did. Uh, but they also let Fulkerson just get the ball with space, and that was not a good idea. I don't know what film they were watching on him. Probably not any. I probably wouldn't watch a lot on him any either. Um, he's my age, and he's not a doctor. I feel like he's been in school as long as um, – was it John Petty at Alabama? Yeah. He might be close to getting his doctorate. I don't know what he's majoring in, what he's studying still. Um, um, he's been he there forever. Be, um, Are we going to have a wing named after him? I mean, like, is it going to be the John Fulkerson uh, Anderson Athletic Training Center? They need to name, like, the tunnel Tennessee runs through, the Fulkerson Tunnel. 
Yeah, something. Oh, well, he arena. gets on the ground. He flops like a fish. He gets on the ground more than uh, anything I've ever seen. I started to see uh, him reach for the life alert because he's getting so old. Uh, the necklace that's right around his neck. Uh, God, yeah. so next level. Like you said, interesting strategy by Arizona, and we'll talk about it as we get into this game a little bit more, but they just let him go one-on-one there at the end mm-hmm. of the game. Um, early on in the game, Tennessee jumps out to a 16-2 lead. Just fantastic defense. Tennessee, uh, well, some of them, you got to wonder, what in the world was Arizona doing? Throwing cross-court passes, just lobbing them. I think the crowd and the energy there in Thompson Bowling, 20,408 were in the arena, by the way. And ask me about my arena story here in a minute. But um, a lot of energy in the stadium. Tennessee came out hot, hitting shots, playing fantastic defense, forcing Arizona to look flustered all over the place. Tennessee jumps out to a 16-2 to two lead. They had to fight back on – kind of hold Arizona off at different points in the game. But it came down to the end of the game, and Tennessee put the ball in the hands of their 18-year (laughs) – Your pal. P-A-L. John Fulkerson. It turned in – did it not look to me like what NBA teams do at the end of the game? Isolate, put the ball in one person's hand. Why did Arizona not double this guy and make somebody else beat him? Tennessee was – I know they played pretty well, but they still shot poorly from three-point range that game. Put it in somebody else's hands. Yeah, it was – I just don't understand. They were almost letting Chandler just continue to get that free-throw line jump shot. Like, he would just drive, make one move, and then he would be some, uh, somewhat open, just enough yeah. to get, like, a little contest. And then John Fulkerson would just get the rebound and put it back in. I, I don't understand what they were thinking. And Chandler did not have a very good night offensively at all. But he had whatever shot he wanted, like you said. He was 2 mm-hmm. of 14 from the field, 0 of 3 from three-point range. And he was 4 of 6 from the line. But I don't understand why Arizona did not collapse on Tennessee, double-team John Fulkerson, get the ball out of his hands. Tennessee was 7 of 24 from three-point range, under 30%, 29% from the, from the three-point range. Make somebody else on that team beat you. I, well, I would – anybody. I mean, Arizona was doing some dumb fouls. They were fouling on a defensive rebound. They were fouling Justin Powell, of all people, to uh, 95 feet away from the basket. What are you doing? I mean, and then you get that technical. That was stupid. I mean, they just made – they killed themselves. And Tennessee tried to give it away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they just kept killing themselves. They kept fouling people like Justin Powell and Ves- Vescovy, the procedure. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a very good win for Tennessee, and I think it's going to be a win as we look back. Um, that's going to be a good win for Tennessee going into March. Mm-hmm. Um, not taking anything away from Tennessee, but we're nitpicking Arizona. I thought there was a bunch of things Arizona could have done a lot better. I don't think they played very well at all, especially no. early in the game. And they fought their way back. And uh, you know they're they're going to be fine. They still they haven't lost since they played Tennessee. They're two and zero in Pac twelve, twelve and one overall. But um, they're second in the in the net rankings right now. But uh, huge win for Tennessee, Gavin. Even though 
you can say Arizona did some things you might question, but Tennessee found a way to – they had to fight for that game even though they were up 16-2 to early on in the game. But a huge win at home for Tennessee. One thing I saw, and I, I tweeted about this, cry for me, was some Arizona riders and other national riders yes. were saying that, oh, Arizona would have won that game if it was at, uh, if it was at Lute Olsen Court. Well, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. They'll play there next year. They, maybe they'll beat us there next year. What does that have to do with this year? They lost. Arizona Take wouldn't it. beat Tennessee in Thompson Bowling. Mm-mm. One of the great venues in college basketball. I'll take that to the grave with me. A lot of people don't know about it. You've been there. I've been there. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic atmosphere for that game. It was. I called it elite. It was an elite college basketball atmosphere for a big-time game. Uh, it looked to be a great atmosphere. We did not play well. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why Arizona thinks that they would have won at home if they played like that. They played yeah. horrible. I mean, we're, we're, you just gotta say what it is. You played horrible. Um, we had like four big men combined for 32 minutes and scored four points. Uh, Plazic and Cumwad. Uh, we're in there for 30 minutes and scored two combined points. Uh, what do we, uh, you played like crap? You didn't, you shot yourself out of the game. Uh, exactly. if you played like you would have in the first five minutes, you would have lost by 500. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand why they think that changing the place is going to really going to matter. Um, um, Huntley Hatfield got into the game for uh like a he reminded me of like a what a like a Capri Sun is in my hands. It's just like a like quick and it's gone. Uh I barely noticed him in the game. Him and um He played two minutes. Was it Victor Bailey? Victor they Bailey got played, yanked. He played one minute. I mean, they they came in and went right back out. I swear the whistle blew as soon as they stepped on the floor and they were back out. And I was like, golly, what are we doing? Yeah, but, well, and we'll talk about I've, – I've got some things to say about those two after we talk about the Bama game. But um, I thought the Arizona game, give it up to Vescovy, Fulkerson, Triple J. Outstanding games, especially Triple J hit some big shots. Same with Vescovy, and then, of course, you got Fulkerson. Those two, those three had 24, 15, and 12. Um, so, big game there for those guys. Big win for Tennessee, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. That's one of those games you look back on in March when they're posting your resumes, when you're getting ready to go into the NCAA tournament, and you're like, oh, Tennessee beat Arizona. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. So that can only help going forward. So big win for Tennessee. Um, yours truly was at that game. Nice. And we had to walk from the ag campus to the stadium. It was really cold that night to the arena. I'm sorry. And uh, got there up hills, snow. It wasn't snowing. Snowing uphill both ways is what my nice. granddaddy used to say. Um Got to the arena, and then we had to walk up all the way to the top of the upper deck of Thompson Bowling. Next to last row from the top, it's hotter than Hades up there. I can't breathe. I can't catch my breath. People are sitting on top of us. I'm. How do people sit up there, Gavin? 
I don't want. I don't like it. Oh, uh, it's if it's the only seat you can get, I guess you have to take it. I guess, but I still don't like it. <laughs> Rather not go. Ever. I was sitting there all like crammed up, and I stood. I mean, we were literally in the corner of the arena, so it's where the cor- the arena is on the sideline, and it starts to turn to the corner. Like my seat was in the like, crease of the arena corner, upper deck. You couldn't see nothing. It was dark as crap up there. That's where we always say Sting, the wrestler, was. He's always up in the rafters. We were up in the rafters. I was eyeballing the Lady Vols national championship banners. There's a lot of them. But I will say this. Great atmosphere. It was rowdy up there. Um, Good people up there. Maybe not the most knowledgeable basketball fans were up there. But, hey, had a good time, and they helped push the balls onto a big win, knocking Arizona from the ranks of the undefeated. Nice. Big win for Coach Barnes, Coach Rick Barnes. Um, really like where he's got this basketball program. I know there's some things we could take a next step to, and we may do that this year. I don't know. But um, I think this team can win some ball games in March if they can just put it all together. Um, anything else on the Arizona game, Gavin? Um, I mean, we just played. I don't think we played our best game. I think you would agree with that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I think the best is yet to come. I hope anyway. Um, especially when we start to look towards March. Um, I think I would trade it all of March if we could just take an SEC tournament. Um, yes. I would, I would sacrifice it all. Uh, um, I, I want the tournament title. I want a tournament title bad. And Kentucky or Auburn's probably going to win it, and I'll have to claim it as part fan of Bruce, and that just makes me sad. So, Speaking of SEC play, Gavin, after the Tennessee – after Tennessee t- uh, takes down Arizona, knocks them from the ranks of the unbeaten, we've got another week off. We had a week off before this after uh, Memphis decided they couldn't play – Cowards. Um, cowards, scum of the earth, scum of the earth, big time. Um, they decided they couldn't play, and then we beat Arizona in Thompson Bowling. Then we got to go on the road to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Just a fantastic place. The suck of the South. And we go down there shorthanded, Gavin. We find out before the game, about an hour or so before the game, that John Fulkerson. And Kennedy Chandler either tested positive for COVID and are sick, or they just tested positive. They couldn't play either way because of these silly rules we've got in place uh, for players being positive with the China virus. So Tennessee's down two of their better players. Starters. And I think we lead, what, 38 minutes of the game right. against Alabama and end Feels up losing. Feels like it. Yeah. Uh, super frustrating. I mean, it's surprising that we were in it yes. for that much, and I'm really impressed with the way we played. But my God, why did we have to break our heart like that? Yeah, I mean, Tennessee had every. I mean, tied 33 at the half. Tennessee was up 33-23, and Alabama went on a run. Alabama's a good team. I don't know that they're as good as they're not as good as they were last year. I think they're definitely taking a step backwards, but they're still pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they're going to compete for top four or five spots in the conference this year. So they're top 
they're a top 25 team. They're a top five team in the conference. They're going to make some noise postseason probably. but Probably knock us out of the SEC tournament. Yeah, Can't wait. <laughs> probably. And um, Tennessee had every op- – shorthanded as they were, had every opportunity in the world to win that basketball game shorthanded and just couldn't get it done. Um, they played well in spurts. We rebounded the ball really well, 35 total rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, for Tennessee, Alabama ended up with 43. So they did out-rebound us, but we, I think, out-rebounded them for most of the game except right there at the end. Um, Kamwa, 15. The Scovey, 13 points. Ziegler, 11 points. He played pretty well as the point guard. Euros, 20 minutes, six points. Really battling down low with some of those big guys that Bama had. I don't know what your thoughts were on Euros, but I, you know, I'm not the biggest Euros fan. I'm sometimes wonder why he's out there and why he's on this team, but he really stepped up against Bama and played a really good ball game. Uh, nine rebounds. I think we should just look at the big man's uh, rebounding stats. I think that's what they're there for, especially in Barnes's system. Um, but I, I just look at the I just look at field goal like how well you're sh- shooting and uh good old cumwad uh <laughs> makes me wanna uh uh say cuss words. But uh yeah I mean Kamwa nine nine rebounds and Euros nine rebounds. Both had game. four offensive rebounds. Yes. I've been – I'm not a huge fan of Kamwa either. Mm-hmm. Oliver Kamwa. I know it's Olivier. I call him Oliver. We've seen glimpses of him this year against the UNC Greensboro's Tennessee Bad Tanks. opponents. Bad opponents. He plays well. Where was he against Villanova? Where was he against North Carolina? Where was he against Texas Tech? Um, well, he, nobody he, showed up for two of those three games, though. True. He played – Pretty good defensively against um, Arizona. Didn't really mention that, but we just haven't seen him round into shape. Like we keep, I, I keep waiting for the guy to take that next next step, and he's not done it yet. And I continue to wonder when that's going to happen. Will it happen? We don't know. But he he's taking baby steps toward it. It looks like. I didn't realize he had 15 points against Alabama until I'm just now looking at this. Uh, it, Tennessee's not in that game without him. They're not in the game without Ziegler, Viscovi stepping up. Disappointing in this game to see Triple J go one for eight from the field, one for seven from three-point range, three points. A um, couple questions I have, and I tweeted this, Gavin, I normally don't question Rick Barnes a whole lot. He's won a ton of basketball games. Um, He's won a ton of basketball games while he's been here. He's turned this program around into a contender for the conference, going to make the tournament every year. Questions I had for him, where in the world was Brandon Huntley Hatfield in the second half after scoring eight points in the first half? He barely saw the court in the second half. And why did Victor Bailey Jr. get so much play in the second half I, I'm not – I'll just be honest. I am not a fan of that guy. Uh, he might be a good guy. He's transferred in from Oregon a couple years ago. We needed him last year. We don't need that guy this year. I'm sorry. We just don't need – what does he bring 
to the table that he helps Tennessee with. When I see him on the court, it just makes me think that why, like, why do we have a lazy guy playing for us out on the floor? Can Justin Powell not take all of his minutes? Yeah, and, and a lot of people had questions there at the end of the game. Tennessee's needing a three or needing a big shot. Why is Victor Bailey in the game? Why isn't Justin Powell in there? That's why we brought Justin Powell in was to have that. I mean, I don't think he's a knockdown shooter, but I think he's a pretty good three-point shooter. Why is he not in there? Victor Bailey's throwing up air balls every now and then. Um, I just question that a little bit. I know Rick Barnes said after the game it was defensive matchups and with Hatfield and Bailey that he liked or didn't like and Powell, whatever it was. I just really question that at the end of the game. It may not have made a difference. I don't know. Um, but I would have much rather seen Justin Powell out on the court than Victor Bailey Jr., especially on the offensive end. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you're exactly right, and I think you're right in uh, your criticism of Rick Barnes. And I think it's a good thing to criticize coaches, uh, especially when things like this happen. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Hopefully they'll figure out their rotations. I know they're still trying to work on that a little bit. And they were put in a tough spot by not having Chandler and Fulkerson. I don't know that we're necessarily having this conversation if those two are um, on the team that night. But they weren't. Tennessee had to play with what they got. And they had a chance to steal one on the road. Down some players would have been a huge win. Not a terrible loss. It's one that I'm not going to fret too much over in the long run. It's, yes, Tennessee should have, could have won the game, but they didn't. And it's a game that we weren't picked to win anyways. Even with Chandler and Fulkerson, it was going to be tough with them. But shorthanded, it would have been nice to go down there and get that win in Coleman Coliseum. We've won like four times in uh, the past 20 years there anyway. But um, uh, I have a couple of things – do you think in March when the committee has to look back and justify like seeds, are they going to look back in the, at this and be like, well, they didn't have two of the their starters because of COVID. Is this a justifiable loss in their eyes? I think they're going to have to look at that with a lot of teams because this is I mean, going to go on nationwide. Right especially now, with Tennessee because Rick Barnes said he's going to play regardless. Yeah. And – We'll talk about it in a minute with Ole Miss. We're going to see it on the other end with them. But mm-hmm. there's – I mean, I think there's going to be multiple teams in the tournament that they're going to have to look at and be like, well, they lost that game. But I just think you're going to have to at some point just say, well, I mean, they lost. It sucked. Right. It's a loss. It's a loss. They didn't have them. Well, they give them a little bit of a nod here there probably. It's um, just going to be really tough for those small schools that barely make it into the tournament every year. Yeah. We lost a game in uh, seven years ago uh, because somebody had COVID, you know. Um, I think it makes teams adjust more if they don't have their starters, too. So I think it was tougher for Alabama to adjust to whoever we had on the floor, even though um, uh, probably who stepped in played bigger part was Triple J, and he uh, he stunk. But That's what's so dumb to me about this whole thing is we're we're making young healthy kids sit out a game because they've got a runny nose we talked about this at nausea on this show but that facts are facts and we're testing kids 
I don't know if Fulkerson and Chandler were were just positive and sick or were just positive and asymptomatic. If they were positive and asymptomatic, they should have been out on that court playing. If they were sick, in my opinion, I treat it just like a common cold or the flu. How sick are you? Can you go out there and play? If you feel like you can go out there and play, you need to go play if you can. If physically you can't and you're going to hurt the team, then we don't need you. But I don't understand why we keep doing this. First off, the testing. We talked about that on this show. Why are we testing these guys? Uh, We're testing people. And there's, there's, there's people out there at home right now. I've read it online. They've talked, they openly talk about it. They're like, well, I'm not sick, but I wonder if I've got COVID and they go get tested. And that's why you're seeing no test out there. That's why you're seeing so many cases because who knows if these tests work, we really don't know. But I mean, we are to get back to the point. We're testing 20, 18, 20 something year olds that aren't, they're not going to die from this. I'm just telling you, they're not going to. They're in peak physical health. They're in peak physical condition. No college athlete has died after having COVID. They're not going to. If they do, I'll eat crow. They're not going to. And I, I just don't understand why we continue. Winter schools, winter pro leagues, associations, going to put their foot down and say, we can't continue to do this. They are kind of continue, starting to do that, head that direction, which is one reason I think the CDC changed their stuff from 10 to 5 days. Because, I mean, like with work, people can't maintain their jobs right now because they're having to sit out so much. How many times have you gone to work sick? Uh, a lot. A lot. So have I in my life. There's sometimes I shouldn't have gone. I should have stayed Facts. home, but I felt like mm-hmm. I had to go to work. Yep. Because I, one, needed money, and two, we had stuff going on that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And now we're telling people to stay at home for 10, 15, 20 days yeah. over a runny nose. And then they bumped it down from 10 to 5, but then, especially in college basketball, this is where it's taking place, from days 6 to 10, you have to wear a mask while playing the game. Yes. What are we doing? Who comes up with this stuff? Somebody who's sitting at home in a box in their bubble. It just drives me crazy, and I hate it for Tennessee. Ole Miss is coming to Knoxville on Wednesday night this week. Supposedly, they're going to be down a couple players because of COVID. That's stupid. It's so dumb. I hate it for Ole Miss. I want to play Ole Miss at full strength and beat them. Tennessee should beat them anyways. Yep. Um, I just read where Tennessee's a 15-point favorite now because Ole Miss has got a couple injuries and they've got some COVID issues. Um, Kermit Davis said they're going to be there. They might have seven players. That's not going to be it. So, Uh, yeah. I, I, I... I don't know why we're we continue to test and test and test. And most of our all of our guys who are playing are vaccinated. So uh, quit whining about it. Everybody's good. Let them play. I said it a couple weeks ago. The White House, who apparently is now given up on COVID, they said there's nothing they can do. Well, they've uh, given up on a lot. Yeah, they've given up a lot of stuff. Money. Uh, land wars whatever borders they've given up everything but um 
I really felt like they thought they could just test their way out of this, but I've said all along, they're only testing to keep the numbers up. And that's what everybody's doing right now. Yep. Not saying that the SEC is doing that. They're just going by rules that others above them have set in place. But I really feel like the higher ups of our world just want to keep testing and testing. They don't want to see those cases drop. They want to see this continue. Right. And until people like us, until leagues and businesses, which you're starting to see that in America. I was reading earlier today where Ontario, Canada's shutting down again. And here in America, here in East Tennessee, you wouldn't know there's a virus going around. Good. We've said this. We went to Thompson Bowling Arena a couple weeks ago and it was 20,000 packed at the top, like we talked about. Um, people breathing all over each other, sitting on that. top of each other, um, high-fiving, hugging, yes. whatever. Um, it was great. There wasn't a, a COVID worry in the world. We actually kind of laughed. And I mean, I don't, if people want to wear a mask, that's fine. But we laugh at people. These cloth masks don't work. They don't. No. And now the left, the liberal wacky left starting to admit it. We've known that. They don't work. But anyway. Welcome to May of 2020. Yeah. Welcome to the past. Back to the future. Um, I just, I hate I'm, it. I'm, for, I hate it ahead. for sport. I just, I hate it for all sports, but, um, to answer your question, I don't know how the I, – I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how the NCAA is going to – the selection Look committee is going to handle that justify. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm with Dwight. We need to hand desanitizing stations. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, Ole Miss coming in. Uh, we're expected about, to win, win do you know big. Anything, do you know anything about Ole Miss basketball? Uh, they have a pretty good little guard who scores about 15 points a game. Um, but I don't know if he's playing. I, I, I it's so hard to, (laughs) we'll see when they roll out, if we can beat them, I guess it's um, kind of fun. I kind of enjoy it. You know, you never know what to expect. They're eight and four on the year. Um, some bad losses, not very great losses. Let's look, let's take a look back at Ole Miss's season. They went to, uh, Charleston for the Charleston Classic early in the year, they lost to Marquette and Boise State. They beat Elon. Um, they come home, they take down Mississippi Valley State, Ryder, a hardly newer. Um, and they beat Memphis. A lot of people have done that though. COVID's beat Memphis. Uh, <laughs> they got blown, and I mean blown out by Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat MTSU. They beat Dayton. Nice. Okay. Uh, lost to Samford. Ugh. How do you beat Dayton and lose to Samford? Um, they were supposed to play Florida last Wednesday, and it was postponed, I'm guessing, because of the China virus. So they've lost to Samford, Western Kentucky, Boise State, and Marquette. That is uh, rough. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, shout out to Danny No Nugs, uh, his brother, the clown down in Florida, for postponing that game when he could have played. Yeah, I wonder. And I didn't. I didn't notice that they weren't. Um, that they that game had been postponed. I did not know that. I uh, wonder if they had 
I thought there was a rule in the conference if you had available players, you you had to play, or maybe there was didn't. a loss. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to look up Mississippi or Ole Miss on the net rankings, and I'm down to 130, and I don't see them yet, Ooh. unless I missed them. Ooh. That's rough. Yeah, um, possibly have missed them. Ole Miss is one of those teams to me uh, with Kermit Davis there. They're going to be physical. Um, they're going to play pretty decent defense here or there, but they're not going to be great offensively. Um, but it's one of those teams, you know, Tennessee struggled with them when we were number one in the country that year, um, having to go down there. They played their butts off down there and almost beat us. Um, we've gone down there before and not played well. Um, they're not a cupcake, uh, but they're a team Tennessee should beat tomorrow night, especially being at uh, at home. Um, speaking of the net rankings, I'm looking here, Gavin. Here mm -hmm. is our fellow conference members, Missouri at Ugh. 242 and Georgia at 243. So, Miss, Ole, Miss uh -huh. Ole Miss has got to be ahead of them. Let's go back to the top. I didn't expect Missouri to be that high. Yeah, that is shocking. And they're five and seven. There's Mississippi. So here's the SEC in the net rankings, which I, I look at the net rankings quite a bit. They are the old RPI. It's, the NCAA selection committee uses a lot of it to gauge where teams are. Arizona, who Tennessee beat early in the year, is number two. Um, LSU and Auburn are five and six. LSU five, Auburn six. Tennessee's nine up a spot from 10. Tennessee's been hovering between 9 and 10 and 11 most of the year. Um, two other teams Tennessee played. Oh, sorry. One other team Tennessee played. Um, Villanova, Tennessee lost to them earlier. They're 10th. Uh, Kentucky's 15th. Alabama, who Tennessee just lost to, is 20th. Um, Texas Tech, who Tennessee lost to, is 26th. Um, North Carolina, who Tennessee beat, 35th. So, Tennessee, right out of the gate, has got a ton of teams that they've played. Mississippi State, 37. I mean, this conference is no joke. I think there were seven teams in the top 50 of the SEC, seven SEC teams in the top 50. There's Florida at 44. Um, Memphis, 52, or sorry, 51. So, well, I'm not seeing Ole Miss. Here's Texas A&M at 62. Vanderbilt at 77. Wow. Vanderbilt's 8-4. and four. I did not know that. Arkansas at 90. That's been a little bit of a disappointing team this year. I, don't, I haven't really got to sit and watch them play, but uh, I thought Arkansas might be – and they still could make some noise. I don't know, but they're 10-3. and three, They're 90th in the – Net rankings, it seems a little low from where I thought they might be this year. South Carolina, 104. I still don't see Mississippi. Well, maybe they're not on here. There they are, 128. Mm. They are uh, – they have not played a quad one team, which is what Tennessee is. 
They are one and two against quad two, two and one against quad three, and five and one, five and one against quad four. They are um, seven and one at home. It says they're zero and zero on the road. Okay, they're one and three neutral site. So this is their first true road game of the year. So um, we'll see what kind of crowd is at Thompson Bowling tomorrow night on Wednesday night for Tennessee Ole Miss. Um, Second SEC game of the year. Tennessee will be looking to get in the win column in the conference and um, look at the standings in the conference real quick. It's going to be tough this year, Gavin. I mean, Tennessee's one of the best teams in the conference. They could finish fifth or sixth if they're not careful. And uh, we're definitely not winning the tournament. <laughs> I hate to spoil it. I hate I mean, to tell it to you. I really want it. I'd trade. I'd trade all of March because we're not going to win anything in March anyway. Let's go ahead and win a tournament or something. Yeah, I'd like know. to win the um, the SEC tournament. It's going to be tough. I mean, for everybody. I mean, right now, here's the conference standing: Auburn two and thirteen and one overall. They've won ten in a row. Beat Kentucky earlier tonight. Or sorry, beat South Carolina earlier tonight. Texas A and M. I don't know who they played. They're one and oh, 12 and two overall. Buzz has got them doing some stuff down there. They've won five in a row. Mississippi Buzz. State, Alabama's both one and oh. LSU beat Kentucky earlier tonight on Tuesday. Them and Kentucky both one and one. Then you've got Florida, Ole Miss, Vandy haven't played a conference game yet. Arkansas, Tennessee, South Carolina, Missouri, and Georgia both 0 and 1. I think Tennessee out of the 0-1 teams is obviously the best team. Georgia, Missouri, South Carolina, bottom of the conference. Arkansas is probably going to be mid-pack, 6-7-8 range. So, we'll see. Arkansas, um, they're playing tonight. They're losing to Vanderbilt. Good grief. Right around to me. That's yeah. rough. That's rough. They're not calling the Hogs very well. So, um, next we'll few games – Tennessee's got some tough games coming up. Ole Miss, I think, I mean, will be a tough game. Tennessee should win that one. At LSU on Saturday night, Gavin, 6 o'clock, Baton Rouge. Um, that'll be a tough one. Um, then they come back home next week against South Carolina and then the following Saturday against the Wildcats in Kentucky, back to the mines. Back to the mines is exactly right. I love it. Send what them about back. what about Kentucky, Gavin? Any thoughts on on the Wildcats? Uh no, I try not to think about low lofts, uh, slack jaws, knuckle draggers. What about They're that? Almost... I know we've already talked about football, but what about that bowl win they had? Uh, they kept showing the ten win season. How many times they've had a ten win season in the past hundred and sixty years? Two times. Wow, <laughs> who would have and... thunk it? And they still couldn't beat Tennessee. And they're two and seven. Uh, Stoops is two and seven against the balls. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's a great coach. Lost Jeremy Pruitt twice. Clown. <laughs> I don't know oh, why I people hype him up. He's he plays he plays three good teams every year, uh, and that's about it. What about cupcake? I mean, what, it's ridiculous. What about when Cal and Will Wade shook hands tonight at half court after the LSU-Kentucky game was over? I, I was asking you which one had the wire. <laughs> which guy's wearing a wire trying to set each other up? Uh, not, uh, 
Cal ain't wearing no wire. Nobody's sniffing around Kentucky basketball. Talk they, about they a, know where their bread's buttered. Talk about a couple sleaze balls. Those two guys, Calipari and Will Wade. I still don't get how Will Wade's not in jail in in coaching jail. The NCAA is scared of LSU, but they tear us apart for having a barbecue. I don't understand. You think Will Wade hired uh, uh, Orgeron to go uh, scare the bejesus out of somebody, or he talked so much gibberish it sent the NCAA's head spinning? They didn't know what to do. The NCAA probably still uh, looking for where to find Will Wade. Uh, the way they work, they probably still haven't interviewed them, haven't even looked at them. Yeah, that's their next case or something. Yeah, it takes them like four or six years to figure stuff out, and they're probably on like year three or four of trying to figure his out. So maybe we'll get an answer in a couple of years from him. I wouldn't be surprised if the NCAA came out and said that John Fulkerson just now got his eligibility <laughs> to play his freshman season. Yeah. Bunch of jokes. Would man. not surprise me. Well, Tennessee basketball right now, they're one and one, playing Ole Miss Wednesday night, and then they go to um, Bat- Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where I will be later on here in 2022 for a football game, not for a basketball game. But um, that'll be a tough game Saturday night. Vols need to win Wednesday night, get that first conference win, then worry about LSU down the road. Um does Tennessee beat Ole Miss to, on Wednesday night? Absolutely, we hammer them. Do we beat LSU? Do we beat LSU on Saturday? Probably not. Probably not. That's a road game. It is. I was watching a game earlier. I think it was last weekend or whenever the SEC games were last week. I guess last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, you gotta you gotta win your home games. All right, mm-hmm. we play what eighteen games total, so that's nine at home, nine on the road. Um. Got to win those nine at home. I know they're going to be tough. You got to hold serve it at home. Got to steal some games on the road, though. That's going to be the tough part. You Tennessee might not win a game on the road. They should. Golly. It's going to be tough though to win these games on the road. I don't know where. I, I don't know where they go. I haven't looked that far ahead. Uh, we're at home against South Carolina at Kentucky. At Vandy, come home, play LSU, come home and play Florida. At Texas, at home against AM, at South Carolina, at Mississippi State, uh, come back home, play Vandy and Kentucky, back on the road to play Arkansas, Mizzou. Uh, we bring Bruce back home to play. Bruce. Uh, go to Georgia and play a tough game against uh, that high school team. And then, uh, Come back home and play the Hogs, Woo Pig Suey, to end the season. Yeah, I mean, I know Tennessee's going to win some games on the road. It's hard to be fun. Hard to tell which ones at this point. But anyways, long basketball season ahead of us. We got the whole month of January, whole month of February, and then we get into March. That's money time. So uh, looking forward to it. I know Gavin and I are huge basketball fans. It's what kind of what we get into and uh, even though we do love football don't get us wrong football's where where all the money's made here at ut but uh, i love basketball i think gavin agrees i love it love watching it love going to basketball games sure i'll be at some more hopefully um later on this season all right gavin 
We've done two episodes this week, one basketball, one football, two for one, giving the people what they want. I don't know that we want to do this every week, but I've had a blast breaking it up, talking two different things. I've enjoyed it. Fantastic. I hope everybody else has enjoyed listening to these podcasts this week. We've been gone for a couple weeks. I was on the road, different places uh, for the holidays, uh, took some time away, got recharged, but ready to get into 2022. Tennessee basketball, big season coming up, so we'll be here hopefully every week. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Remember, you can find us on Twitter, at Section YY8. You can find us or listen to this podcast several different places um, and listen to past episodes. If you've missed any or want to go back and listen to us ramble and go on, uh, podbean.com. Podbean has an app, even though it sucks. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Listen Notes, or a few of the places you can find us. Just search for Section YY8 and whatever search tool you search engine you use you can find us give us a five-star rating how about it we'll read your uh we'll read your rating and comment on the air give you a shout out which if you've listened to the show we do give shout outs to people so um appreciate everybody listening any final thoughts gavin uh if tennessee had a football game and a basketball game on the same day which one are you going to what so are you asking ball game it's it's the lsu today uh oh, so are you you're not saying it because they wouldn't have a game on campus at the same time um there's no way they're scheduling that so you're saying like tennessee's playing a game in knoxville basketball and then a, a bowl game, game in charlotte it would depend on who who's playing who not necessarily so, the bowl game but who's Tennessee, who's Tennessee playing in basketball? So LSU has a 500 football team, and they just beat Kentucky at home. I'm going to the basketball game in that case. If we're playing the Kentucky, right? Yeah. yeah, if they're playing Kentucky at home in basketball, I'm going to that game over LSU's football game in the Texas Bowl where they have 38 scholarship players against Kansas State. That's a fact. Now, if Tennessee was playing, say, Virginia Tech – in the Belk Bowl in Charlotte. And we're playing UNC Greensboro at home in basketball. I'm probably going to go to the Belk Bowl. Part of me just wants to go to the football game, even because we had, say, 38 scholarship players, just to support them boys, you know? Yeah, exactly. We You always got to remember to support them boys. Support them boys. Always support them boys and girls, whatever it may be. He, she, like, yeah. hey, Hey, shout out basketball podcast here. Lady Vols, seventh in the country. Who saw that coming? I wasn't looking, so I didn't see it coming. <laughs> and uh, supposedly they've been without their two best players, Ray Burrell and whoever else, the other person is. I'm going to be honest. I don't really – I used to watch the Lady Vols quite a bit and keep up with them. I just find it hard anymore to watch them, and I hate it because I love Pat Summit. I love what she stood for, how she coached. Um. And it's not a knock on Kelly Jolly Harper, whatever her name is. I just can't watch it. It's hard to watch. <laughs> I think that's hard. a bigger roast that you don't know her name. Um, I even said if it that wrong. Was, so. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I've never been able to watch uh, women's basketball, period. So, um, yeah, I remember I grew up in the heyday of, of Lady Vols basketball. I mean, they're, they're winning titles in the 90s. They've already won titles in the 80s at this point. Uh, the rivalry with UConn was born. People around here hate, and they still hate him. But back in the 90s, they hated Gino Ariema. Like, that guy and Steve Spurrier were enemies number one and two in this town. And I remember going to Lady Vols UConn game in Thompson Bowling Arena, and there's 25,000 people there. Tennessee fans are the greatest. You couldn't put 25 – well, of course, it doesn't feel that anymore. You They ain't going to put 21,000 in there for a game. didn't matter who they're playing anymore. Uh, but you're if, right, Tennessee fans are – I mean, just imagine that. Women's sports, nobody really – there's select places in the country that really get into it and follow it. Basketball. Mm-hmm. We're one of them. And we're still having seven, 8,000 people go to games now. But back in the heyday, there'd be 15,000 people at a game. But then you got to go stand in line to get tickets to go to the UConn game. 25, I set almost as high as I did for the Arizona game in that UConn game. We ended up losing. I think uh, Diana Taurasi played in that game. That's how long ago this was. But that was a huge game. And there was people everywhere, 25,000. This is it blows my mind saying it out loud. You couldn't pay me enough to go watch women's basketball. But it was good back then. That's uh, the thing. Ain't a chance it was good. Go back and watch. I, I promise no. you. It's different. <laughs> it, it gave, I don't think is, I can. It, it, the game, the women's game has changed so much. It is I don't know how to put my finger on it, but it's not a knock on it. I'm not here to, to knock it, but it's I have trouble watching it. And I think there's a lot of other people do too. Uh, whatever it means, I would take Pat Summit as a a, co- a a basketball coach a long time ago. Maybe we win a SEC tournament. I <laughs> well, mean, come on! Does with it, it not blow your mind that Bruce Pearl was here and we won all those games, went to the Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen, and he never won the SEC tournament? He's got Auburn as the favorite to win the tournament now, and has won a tournament with him. Couldn't mm-hmm. do it here. Why couldn't he do it here? Because we, because we're Tennessee. We just don't do that here. We always exactly choke. Right. We don't ever win nothing. My God, this has went south and south quick. All right, that's <laughs> Gavin has taken the cue. That's this week's show. Appreciate everybody listening. Like I said, you know where to find us. We'll be back next week. Probably not two shows. Probably just one. Uh, Tennessee basketball will recap the Ole Miss game, the um, LSU game this weekend, and we'll try to figure out who the Lady Vols are playing, who's on their team, who's coaching them, all that good stuff. But for Gavin, negative niece, see you guys next week on the Section (laughs) YY8 podcast. Ain't no smoky smoke up on Rocky Top, ain't no telephone bill. Once I had a girl.